everybody. Welcome to our show. I'm Liz. And I'm Taylor. This is a podcast for and about the town we love. And now we're talking Darian. Hello. Welcome to our 2021 political candidate interview series. I took over Taylor's intro. <laughs> yeah, it's funny handing the reins over on that one. Um, yeah, we're excited. This fall, we opened our studio to candidates running for office on November 2nd in the contested races of Board of Selectmen and Board of Education. Uh, we set some pretty strict ground rules. We told everybody they would receive the seven, same seven questions two days in advance. Uh, we promised them no commentary by us uh, of any kind during the, during the interview. And we gave them the right to final review and approval before publication of their interview. That's right. And every candidate got back to us. Everyone was very considerate. We appreciate that. Uh, but the Democrats across the board have declined to participate. And there'll be no commentary, as Taylor said, but I have to give you one here. I, it's just my personality. I'm, I'm genuinely disappointed about that. Um, if you're going to be in an office and running for office, we've got to sit down together. We have to keep talking. We have to try harder and put ourselves in these uncomfortable situations. So um, I appreciate those that are coming in. I know it is a new medium, and I hope you guys enjoy this on your own time. Yeah, I hope it's helpful. Here we go. Hello, today is October 11th, and we're sitting here with Tara Worm, candidate for the Board of Education. Hey, Tara. Hi. Thank Hi. you so much for joining us for this. I'm super excited. It's, it's good be to fun. see you. It's good to see you. Thanks for being here. Thanks. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And, and playing with this, this, uh, this forum. I don't know if it's new for you or not. But. Totally new for me. Um, actually, I had never listened to a podcast until you guys started <laughs> yours, and someone had to show me how to find them. You know what? I had never listened to one either when, when, when uh, Taylor asked me to do one. So you're in good company. <laughs> Don't be worried. <laughs> um, so we're going to go right into questions today. Um, we got seven of them for you and we'll just go down the row and okay. um, Sounds good. try to have fun with them. What makes you most qualified for this position? Um, I think this is just a natural progression for me. I volunteered in the schools for 13 years. I've been on pretty much any kind of PTO, you know, sharing this, that, Chaired the PTO at Royal while I was there. You know, we put in a $140,000 playground. You know, we revamped the processes so that we made our budget more transparent so the parents knew what we were spending money on. Um, you know, I was president of Darien Advocates for the Education of the Gifted. I've been on that board for 10 years. My kids are no longer in the program because they've aged out, but I'm still, you know, just passionate about kids and education. So I'm still there. They call me historical knowledge at this point. Um, and I'm on the RTE, RTM education committee. Uh, I'm also currently getting my master's in clinical mental health counseling, which I think at this time where we are coming out of this pandemic, knock on wood, hopefully that it's ending at some point. Um, you know, we have, there is so many problems going on out there. You know, if you've seen the numbers from the thriving youth task force, 69% of our students are falling into the category of loneliness, anxiety. Um, you know, 31% are thriving. I mean, it, that just doesn't seem like a good number to me. 31% of our students are thriving. Uh, for Darian, that's not acceptable. It's not acceptable for anywhere. So right. I, I think, long-winded, I think that's what makes me the perfect candidate. Right. Great. And what do you hope to accomplish during your term? Well, I think um, dovetailing on that mental health aspect, I think getting those numbers to be a little bit, you know, I, I rather see, well, I want to see 100% of our students thriving. 
you know, and that's going to be tough to get there. But we need to be working on that. That's, I think, number one. Um, kids have fallen back academically, but also mentally they're dealing with so much and we need to focus on that. And as a board, that needs to be a main focus. As an administration, as a school, as a community, that needs to be a main focus for us to want everyone to be successful and thriving. Um, and I think the other thing is, um, you know, the process on the board. You know, you talk about uh, one of the classes I'm taking is group work, and it's about process and content. And you can have great content. And we're, we're Darian. We have great things to deal with. We have great content at that board level. But if you don't have the process, it all breaks down. So the communication between everyone on the board needs to be a little bit more civil, collaborative, not just within the board, but with, with between other boards in town, because it, it, nobody can work in a silo. Right. right. And just as a quick follow-up, do you have any ideas about how you might move the needle on children who are thriving? Well, I think, you know, we have spent a lot of money recently. Past few years, we have added more assistant VPs. We've added guidance counselors. We've added psychologists. You know, we never see them come before the board and talk to us about what they're doing. Um, we have these resources. We need to be using them. And, and let's talk to them about what they can see. What, what can we be doing? Maybe we need to look outside the box a little bit. Maybe there needs to be some group work. We have these professionals. Let's talk to them. Great. Tara, to what extent and in what role do you feel parents should be involved in overseeing curriculum in our schools in Darien? So, you know, I wish parents didn't have to be, right? I wish we could trust the school and the Board of Ed and all of the people we have hired to make sure that the content in front of our kids is appropriate. Um, and when it's not, though, parents should be able to get involved. Their voice should be heard. And I think we're seeing that a lot now. I think there's different things happening that parents are unhappy with. And there's people on both sides. But we need to understand and be respectful of the fact that people have different values. And we need to hear all of those and everyone's opinion. And they should be involved in this. The, this is our school, right? We're, we are paying this administration. And it should mirror the values of the parents. Thanks, Tara. Like Great. That. Will you advocate for an end to the masking of children in our schools? So if Lamont ever gives up his executive powers, which I don't think he will ever, <laughs> I think those are going to be, um, uh, you know, ongoing. We'll see in February what happens. Um, I'm for local control. I'm for our local health officials to look at our data. Locally, our data, we are in such great shape. You know, the percentage of people that are vaccinated, the numbers of COVID have gone down significantly. We need to look at that. We shouldn't have to have masks on children because of the numbers in Hartford or New Haven. We are not Hartford and New Haven. We are Darianne. And we, that's why we need people here to be able to make the decision for our students. And if our numbers remain at this level, 
and we get local control, absolutely, I would be advocating to take those masks off the children. What about vaccines? Would you support a vaccine mandate for our children? I would never support a vaccine mandate for our children. Um, I believe in personal choice when it comes to anything. You know, um, I myself am vaccinated, but that was because of my own choices and things, you know, I'm, I'm going back for my master's. I have to be on campus. I need to have it, truthfully. Being in this campaign, if I'm not vaccinated, I'm going to take a lot of heat. But I had to work with my healthcare provider in order to make sure I did that in a safe way because I I do have certain situations that other people don't have. Um, so we have to be cognizant of the fact that not everybody is the same. Just that you know, not everybody's the same academically or athletically. You know. They're also not the same. They don't have the same health profile. And I think that should be private. People shouldn't have to defend their reason to be vaccinated or not vaccinated. It shouldn't even be a topic of conversation. I mean, I didn't ask you what the number was on the scale when you woke up this morning. Why is any of this anyone's business? Thanks. Thanks, Tara. Do you support the regionalization of schools? And if not, why? So I absolutely do not support forced regionalization. Um, I don't even support regionalization when they're using some sort of carrot to try and get us to agree to something. Um, I believe Darianne does a fantastic job as Darianne. Now, if Darianne and New Canaan decided to get together because they could find some more efficiencies between the two of them, and they said, hey, why don't we do this together? You know, whether it's you know, something to do with public works or, you know, I'm not sure exactly how they would do it. That's a little out of my wheelhouse at this point. Obviously, you know, I would get more up to speed on that. But if Darian and New Canaan wanted to get together because they thought they could save money somewhere and they could do something better, our towns are so similar, similar in size, similar in values, I would be fine with that because it would be handled locally because those would be local decisions. You know, again, it, it has to do with us being able to control what we want in Darien. But I would never, ever support Hartford telling us who we needed to be regionalized with, especially when, you know, when you look back when they were trying to do this, they were bigger towns that would completely swallow us. Right, we would no longer be Darien, and and that I do not support. Can I ask you one follow up question on that? You said you alluded to a carrot in front of us to kind of get Darien to do some regionalizing. Do you have an example of what that is? I've heard that expression used before, but um, what does that mean? Like, what kind of what does that look like? You know, when they start to hold things back from us, like funding. Right, you're not going to get X funding unless you do this, or we're not going to do this for you unless you do that for you for us, Got right? That's, okay. You know, they t- kind of use that kind of thing to get people to do, you know, to get towns to do things, right? Okay, got it. Okay, so Hartford's using that. You call Hartford using that as a carrot. Right. And then to back what you're saying, and you agree with that or don't agree with that? Oh, I do not agree with that. Okay. I do not agree with Hartford saying, you know, we're not going to help you, you know, fix your road or such unless you regionalize, regionalize, you know, we're not going to pay for the portion of, 
you know, building a new school that we should because you're not going to do what we want. At no point, at no point would I be for that. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for letting me follow up on that. Oh, I've got one more. Last one, number seven. How much should the Board of Education members consider the burden felt by local taxpayers when deciding how much to spend on education? Oh, I think we always, that is absolutely, that is always a consideration. You know, I think a lot of what you hear in this run for the Board of Education is that we're for children, we're for children, the board is for children. And of course the board is for children. It's the Board of Education. We all want the best education for our children. But it needs to be looked at in a financial respect as well, right? So we're not just answering to children, we're answering to the parents of the children, and we're answering to everyone else who lives in this town that doesn't have children that is paying taxes. So absolutely, we have to take into consideration all those people. You know, we want them to still be here in Darien. We don't want their taxes to go up where they can no longer to afford to be here, especially when a lot of them still have their own children and grandchildren here. They want to stay here because they love Darien because Darien's a beautiful town. Same reason why we all want to be in Darien. We love Darien. We don't want to push people out of Darien because they no longer can afford it. Thank you. And that's it for our you know, set list of questions. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, I would say, you know, so originally asked to run for Board of Education. I was a little bit on the fence because I have never been very political. Um, but I have been so passionate about education that I had to say yes. Um, so it, the political side of it has not been fun, right? I have not really loved what I've seen come out oftentimes, um, whether it be, whether it be, um, you know, little whisper campaign here or there or things on social media. But all in all, it's been so great getting out there, campaigning, meeting people, meeting so many new people in town, so many people that are excited about being in Darien. Um, that I, I look forward to the opportunity to work on the Board of Education and be able to represent these people and represent their voices. Thanks, Tara. That's nice. It's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Thank the politics could be, um, I don't know. <laughs> I take my hat off to all you guys navigating the politics. I'm glad I'm not doing it, but <laughs> thank yeah. you. Yeah, that one's hard. I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> stay out of the fray as much as possible. <laughs> well, thank you for coming in and talking with us, and we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. This is fun. Okay. Thanks, okay. Take care.